So real estate in California, I wouldn't say it's the root of all evils, but it is the defining social problem uh, behind so many other uh, of, of the critical issues we're talking about. Right. And in how much do we actually need to build to adequately address uh, homelessness and affordable, uh, in affordable housing? Like, cause it seems, you know, from what you're saying that the, uh, this construction, particularly in some, in uh, the areas we're talking about is just, yeah, it's, it's just going to lead to more and more catastrophe and displacement and stuff. Is the answer like finding the right place to build or whatever, or is it just like, taking what is not being used right now uh, from the wealthy, vacant apartments and, you know, maybe forcing landlords to reduce their rents via the state. Um, is that the solution more so than, than building at all? Do we really need to be doing any construction at this point? And do we just need new ideas? Like how many people can you fit in Chrissy Teigen's house realistically? <laughs> yeah. That could at least be four families. Well, I mean, in, in L.A., we have this strange phenomena of single-family homes on big lots right in the middle of the city. Uh, anywhere else in the world, uh, you'd have uh, multiple-unit housing or uh, uh, clustered housing here. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem with the California dream of building single-detached homes is that it constantly demands land and developers lay siege to the political system, particularly to county governments, which control land use, uh, to keep this pipeline of buildable land going. And the boundaries of this now, as I said, extend out uh, more than 100 miles from uh, the urban job uh, course in California. But the question is, who provides housing? In my mind, housing should be provided by a combination of nonprofit builders in situations where land values are controlled or heavily uh, uh, taxed, or they should be infilled. Uh, instead of having, uh, you know, your little bungalow next door to a huge, you know, monstrous housing complex, uh, there should be a system that gives you financing and and tax relief for converting your uh, your garage into an apartment. We're building a so-called granny flat in New York. There's tremendous potential for that. And the thing is, that kind of home provision, the money goes to working class families because the basic strategy in Southern California and so many parts of the country for working class homeowners uh, is, first of all, you do anything possible to get a mortgage. You know, you have three or four members of the family working, kicking in, you get a home, and then you get a rental unit or two, and that provides source of income to send your kids to college and so on. I don't see anything wrong with that. We need to keep the money from going to mega developers and, uh, you know, big banks, many of them from out, you know, out of state, because all they've done uh, over the last 20 or 30 years, is build overpriced housing and unaffordable housing. They don't really build affordable housing. The bottom line isn't sufficient for them. So 
I think we need a combination of uh, nonprofit housing, resident managed uh, public housing, and an awful lot of housing infield to bolster uh, both the supply of affordable housing, but also the the incomes of, of, of working class families. What we've got in, instead, of course, is B&B, uh, which has had a disastrous effect in many cities on the rental market. I live in San Diego, and uh, how, rental properties here are just impossible. Uh, some students of mine were looking at renting uh, a place, but the cost of it was about twice what I pay uh, for a mortgage. Uh, the rental wow. market has is, is become uh, punitive and in, uh, insane through the state. But once again, if you want real solutions, you have to deal with the question of private property and private land uh, markets in a direct right. way. And there's absolutely no will for that. 